When a U.S. Marshal inherits an unruly dog, he finds his new pet is the key to the biggest case yet. Forever in a Dog, the first episode of Turner and Hooch, Disney Plus's newest show that's based on the movie with Tom Hanks. Did you ever watch the movie? No, did you? Uh, I saw like one scene from it and they recreated it in this. It's when he finds the dog and then the dog comes to his place and starts like destroying a ton of stuff. Yeah, it got mixed reviews, but it was a financial success. The movie? Yeah, and it seems like whenever Tom Hanks brings it up, he's always like making jokes about it. Like I know Conan brought out a dog skeleton one time when Tom Hanks was uh, the guest and he was like, it's your old friend, Hooch. Yeah, I know it definitely doesn't fall under Tom Hanks's like biggest films, but it did become sort of a cult classic inspired stuff like... Hudson and Rex, and which we also covered for the podcast. But before we jump into the rest of the episode here, I just wanted to let people know that we have a thunderstorm going on in the background, and if you hear weird audio, then that's what you're hearing. Um, thanks for listening. This is today's episode. Let's begin. advertisement cover for this show yeah it's basically just the movie poster it is a carbon copy the suit's the same the haircut's the same the dog looks almost identical (laughs) they must have worked really hard to get the dog to pose in that exact space or they must have like digitally altered it to make it look i don't think they used a lot of digitally altered stuff i know that they would usually use treats to make it i meant photoshopping just for the just to make the picture look right Uh, from what i understand there's a lot of homages to the movie as well there's homages but also i think tom hanks actually exists in this world like this is the oh, second yeah. this is the second version of Hooch. And they they do something to his character, right? They murder him. Yeah, they they kill him off. Yes, he's dead in the beginning here. Uh, Josh Peck's character is a young deputy marshal, and he is a very regimented personality. He has his workout routine. He has his Roomba going every day. He has his cereal in like specific plasticware that's not the actual box. Like so, he's very organized, almost like Sherlock. OCD organized but also very on top of things he has self-help books that he reads he only eats chicken breast like a very healthy diet um so you kind of could tell that they were setting it up for something to come and explode his life right so also his apartment is like very clean and it looks very expensive everything so looks very expensive expensive basically it's a TV apartment. It's also a TV uh, um, Marshall headquarters or wherever they uh, are. Like yeah. it seems like everything had a huge budget, but the script was still like blue bloods for kids. It's actually a lot more kid friendly than the movie is. Like the movie came out in 1989, and yes, it features a dog and someone trying to bond with. Also, it, but- Josh Peck is from Nickelodeon. He's playing sort of the Drake and Josh type character, where Tom Hanks played like an adult. Right, exactly. But with is there more kid humor? Like, because like it's a lot of gross out gags. I know that for the dog, slobber. There's Lots so slobber. there's so much slobber that they would even have to do, use fake slobber because the dogs would do so many takes where like their mouths would just be like completely done with saliva by the end. Yeah, it was a little gross. And there were also scenes where like it cut to the dog at one second, and then it would cut to it a second time, and it would have way more slobber the second time. So you telling me there was fake slobber actually makes sense. Also, there's a weird editing thing at 41 minutes that I noticed just through the first time and there's so much money that's in this they should have caught it there's a guy who's walking into the uh not the fbi headquarters but the marshal headquarters the cop headquarters Mm -hmm. wherever they are and i could tell it was him because i could see the reflection and he does a little wave and so when he passes josh peck's character and then the next like instant he's in front of him again it just comes across very jarring if you're looking for that type of thing and that's just a nitpick i understand but it's the pilot episode you're trying to do a lot and you should probably catch something like that it's not a starbucks cup 
showing up. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but it, you kind of mentioned that Josh Peck, he's a U.S. Marshal. He did a lot for the Rolling Mountain ride-alongs with a lot of Rangers, and he actually even he's I a very quippy character. Manny Pacquiao's trainer train him. There's a lot of stunts that he had to learn how to do with the dogs. Is there a lot of action in the show that takes place? There's a good amount of chase scenes that occur. There's also one where a car flips happen, um, and then there's a huge explosion at the end. Yeah, so, so do you know who directed this episode? McGee. Yeah. So it, that it makes pops some up. That's for the chase scene. I guess, but the explosion at the end is so big and the fire just bursting out of the building. Like, most of these people should be dead. But instead, they're just dilly-dallying around being like, hey, should we take these guys with the handcuffs out of here or should we just wait this one out? It would be like 400 degrees Fahrenheit and everybody would be burnt to a crisp. Is that how they catch the bad guys? The The bad guy is outside trying to shoot at them through the door so that they can't leave. And so what they do is they're like, well, he won't expect Hooch to walk out there. So they (laughs) open the door. Hooch goes running out there, disarms the bad guy. The bad guy almost shoots Hooch in the neck. But then by then, Josh Peck has already like... uh, saying you're going to be dog food or something. And does Hooch have different traits throughout the episode? Do you see him act differently in different situations? What? (laughs) He's a dog. Yeah, but they had five different French Mastiffs play Hooch. Like, for example, they had Obi. He was the oldest one. They're pretty smart. Yeah, he was six years old, and he was kind of the dog that they used the most because he really didn't do anything except for, like, kind of sit there and he was able to cock his head. Close-up shots. Right, exactly. And then they had Hammer. He was the one that they used for most action scenes, probably the explosion scene that you were talking about. Yeah. And then they had Mimi. She was the only female dog. She was good at, like, she had a special set of skills, apparently. Like, she could pick stuff up with her teeth, and she was also able to jump really high. So so. when, like, they were having it tear things apart and, like, ruffle through the garbage and stuff, at one point it flips over, and you can tell it's a dude dog. Well, yeah, because then they had Arnie and Sid. So they had four, four guy dogs and then only one female but because it's hooch, they said, okay, well, when it flips over, it has to have, have like, the full equipment. Was there a scene that took place in an alleyway where Josh Peck, like, he pulls out a gun and then hooch starts messing with him when he's not supposed to? He pulls out a gun when the bank robber... Okay, so you have uh, Larry Gluck, who is in witness and protection because he used to be a bank robber and he's going to testify against his other bank robber people. <laughs> and the FBI is working with these marshals to put him into a safe house, which is basically just a motel that's being guarded, right? Yeah. Then we find out later in the episode, this is while Josh Peck is learning about Hooch and, and dealing with his hijinks, that, uh, the Larry, that Larry Gluck has been kidnapped by his old bank crew and that uh, they don't know where he is anymore and they have to go track him down. And with the help of Hooch, they find out that the FBI guy who was teamed up with the marshals is actually the one responsible. He's just trying to get the money and he's teamed up with these old, old bank robbers, right? Yeah. Okay, so what was your question again? <laughs> so is it... So okay, so yes, where... as soon as they kidnap Larry Gluck, um, Josh Peck's character, Turner and Hooch, they basically are in a car and they start chasing down this other vehicle, this big SUV, and they corner it into an alleyway and that's where it's left kind of deserted. But before he knows it's deserted, he jumps out of the car with his gun and he's he's trying to find out if he's like... Uh, put your hands on the car or whatever, you know, like, yeah, police. well, that was apparently the first scene that Josh Peck shot with mm-hmm. Hooch. And for the film, they only used one dog. So it's funny out here, they used five. And I completely forgot with my research with Hudson and Rex, how well these dogs are treated on set. For example, they have their own chiropractors, they have their own food thing. And since like, there's five different dogs, and they all need to stay fit, they all have their like, different they like, diets. Stay, like, that they have to fit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and also they like do re- 
Reiki like exercises. It's weird. It's like yoga. It's but yeah. For dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's just it's crazy to me. But in the it end, it is crazy. But also, it's good for what was that organization that comes in to make sure that they don't mistreat animals? PETA. <laughs> no, I don't think PETA walks in there. No, I think PETA is an organization that wouldn't want animals to be in any films. I'm talking about the people who came into Wolf on Wall Street and said, like, you can only put oh, the, gold- the goldfish. Yeah, yeah, the goldfish in your mouth for like three seconds. They're very specific about what you can do. They also, like, when that stuff came out about a dog's purpose, where they showed the dogs yeah. being, like, it, you don't want bad publicity on the way that you treat well, pets. Well, you need a special trainer there if you're going to have a certain amount of dogs there. Like, I know there's a, a film that took place back in the 1980s about a racist dog, and they needed to make sure that... that it didn't that actually dog... become racist. Yes, no, because Wait, it what? was having to do a lot of violent acts in that first act, and I know that even, like, for college films, you need to have some type of dog trainer there, or someone to make sure that the dog itself is okay it reminds me of that uk incident remember where the guy got sued because he posted a video where he like taught his dog to like because it was his girlfriend's dog or something and he wanted to like just piss her off so he taught her to like respond to hitler in some way but then he got like sent to prison or something like it was just a joke yeah no i don't know know. but you but you you have to be very serious when you're working he wasn't part part of the film do do you know what pup tales is it sounds like a uh, that what was that dog show? Well, it's not a pop pop squad. Pop squad, yeah. <laughs> no, this is actually at the premiere for the first episode. Drinks that dogs, I believe, could actually drink. Like they had a mojito, a beef bone broth garnished with mint and blueberry potini. Turkey bone broth garnished with duck jerky and a blueberry. Like, what are you saying here? That they're just advertising more towards a different clientele? I mean, I think so. Like, what what other place has pup tails? I never heard of it before. And I but it's no an actual it dog drink that you're supposed to buy for your pets. It sounds like a Shark Tank thing that would immediately fail. That they well, would, they would, <laughs> they wouldn't buy any equity in. Well, it. I guess it makes more sense when you do some more background research on the show. Like, is there a scene where Josh Peck has dinner with? Wait, a woman? sorry, I just want to make sure: is the drink thing real? The drink thing is we real, yeah. So I could go online right now and I could just buy that for my dog. I think that you're okay to drink it as well, but I don't think you would want to. But yeah, no, they had it at the premiere for the for the show. Huh. So people were allowed to bring their dogs to the show premiere? I imagine. Yeah, if they were well trained. Was this shot during COVID? This was, yeah. They had it booked from January 2020 and they shot in Vancouver till September 2020, I believe. It's 45 minutes. And if I want to get into the things that I didn't like about the show, because mostly it's just a wholesome, like, psych uh, USA um, monk type Burn TV Notice. show. I know that it was also executively produced by the person who did Burn Notice. Yes. So, yeah. But it's got the same flaws that those do where the plot is so stringy and weak. Like, you could tell the bad guy very early on if you were looking for that or if you've watched these type of shows enough um you kind of got the sense that the first episode was simply about introducing as many characters as possible Mm. it came off a little choppy because the scenes were so very short like it would literally be like okay this is going to be the scene where it shows him talking to the Roomba this is going to be the scene where he sees his partner this is going to like they literally only took five seconds per like scene and it's 45 minutes so it still feels long even though the scenes are very short Right, yeah, and I I heard that it was very predictable as well. Um, But I guess what it's... What, what it's trying to eventually do is sell the combination of Turner and Hooch. It's all about oh, that yeah. relationship. Yeah. That's not there yet. Mm, okay. They, because you have Josh Peck playing Josh Peck's character from like a Nickelodeon thing, <laughs> and you have the dog. 
it didn't feel like they were melded as one well, one the, yet. There's a scene that takes place near the end, right, where like Josh Peck gets a he note gets, from his dad. He didn't get it at the end. He got it at the beginning. His sister Laura gave it to him, and it basically says, "This is your forever dog." It's kind of a strangely written note, given that the dad died. Right. Um, because the dad doesn't really talk too much about Josh Peck's character or Turner. He just says like. Uh, I want you to love this, or I want this dog to love you as much as I did. So there's a voiceover. I don't remember. But obviously there was. Like, I think it was his voiceover. I, well, but I, it wasn't Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, that's, see, that's the part that I'm wanting to know. The very ending twist was that um, we find out that Tom Hanks' character was working on something. Like uh-huh. a big case. And that he had all these files stashed in the back of his uh, closet that he was working on with Hooch. Yeah, well, Tom Hanks <laughs> at this point is not set to premiere in the sh- or to like appear in the show. Yes. But Josh Peck did meet Tom Hanks when he went to a birthday party for John Stamos. Because they worked on the TV show Grandfathered, which actually got good reviews but was canceled within one season. And Tom Hanks went up to him and started talking to him. And Josh Peck said he would try everything in his power to at least get a cameo from Tom Hanks in this show but they could again. go two routes they could do like a backflash thing mm-hmm. or they could do a videotape thing so i guess three like kind of like limitless mm-hmm. um <laughs> or they could uh show that he was actually alive this whole time like that he penned the letter but that the whole scenario there was there was something fishy about it and that we find out that he actually could be just locked up somewhere or that that seems a little dark um <laughs> something where it would explain where his well, yeah because i i don't think they're going to bring him back that wouldn't make because they couldn't really bring back the original hooch well they, yeah. unless it was the skeleton that you were talking about from Conan. <laughs> Well, I know that during that scene when Josh Peck is reading the letter it was kind of unscripted, but the dog actually did like kind of put his head on Josh Peck's lap because They're he saw to... the fact that it was dis- that he was distressed. I mean, personally, the scene didn't really work for me. The letter didn't make too much sense, and I saw the teardrop, sure, but like it, it just didn't. It didn't feel like the show had found its uh, foothold yet. So between this and Hudson and Rex, which one would you say you prefer more? I feel like the relationship between Hudson and Rex has is it's seasons long at this point. And there was also kind of an unexpected turn. I remember in the Hudson and Rex where like Hudson comes jumping at or Yeah, no, no. I can't tell if Hudson or Rex is Rex (laughs) the one who's the dog. But one of them comes, the the dog comes jumping over his head to save him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And so that was was pretty funny. But with this, it didn't really have the same type of humor because it it was more about quips and just, again, introductions. I have a lot of names. We also got a a love interest, Erica, Mm -hmm. who's supposed to be teaching Hooch more about being a canine unit member, even though he's sort of learned all the stuff. Right, so, yeah. I, I know that they were shooting a scene where um it was supposed to be that Turner is having a date. I think it might have even been with Erica, but the joke they is They haven't that, had a date yet. He's he's very awkward around her, and she's very awkward around him. Yeah, who's just supposed to be part of the reason for that? Like, there's a scene that takes place later on in episodes where uh Turner and her are having a date, and the joke is that Hooch ends up eating whatever what's going to be on Erica's plate, and Josh Peck didn't know when he was on set that, like, it was just dog food food and meat and so he was about to actually eat what hooch was supposed to eat because he thought that he was just going to improvise but in the end like the producers ran in at the last second and told him not to do it what, uh, what is this about like making dog beverages and food that look exactly like human food the part that got me was the chiropractor <laughs> like a yeah. dog needs a chiropractor but i'm saying that the erica um turner relationship kind of plays out like uh two middle schoolers Going back well, yeah, and forth I mean, between uh, each other, but again, like, it, it's it's oriented, I guess, towards kids and relationship. Oh, also, his uh, his uh, partner Jessica is pregnant. 
So that's yeah, just another was, element of the she show. She was actually pregnant when they were filming, I believe six months in or so. I have so three... they wrote it into the show. Because she, uh, I doubt that they were like, okay, now get pregnant. <laughs> well, well, yeah, obviously. She, she made the joke that they went method. But apparently six months is when things start to get really, really hard to do. So right as they started filming, that's when she was like needing to lay down a lot. They actually had a line in this episode where Turner turns to Jessica's like, uh, do you, are you sure that you don't want to tell the police chief or whatever that you need some time off because mm-hmm. of your baby? And she's like, no, no, no. No, 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 I don't want to be stuck behind a desk already. Oh, also, my favorite line in the whole entire show was when, because uh, at the beginning, we're supposed to believe that Turner just hates Hooch and that he's going to, like, uh, put oh, him up okay. for adoption and everything because he's just destroyed his whole house, including, like, the Roomba, which he, I think, named Rumi, which is a really dumb name for a Roomba. Because, right, I like, heard that he, There's so many better names for Roomba. I heard that the Roomba is, like, his best friend or something in yeah, the episode. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of upset to see the Roomba get destroyed. Um, but then his sister comes over and is like, oh, no, you made him sad. And the response that he gives is, no, that's just his face. Uh, he always looks sad. It just masks evil. <laughs> I was like, that, okay. That it sounds, seems like something a real owner would say. Well, that also sounds like the most kind of... I've uh, said that about Josh, my pets before. Josh from Drake and Josh line that yes, you Yes, he have. has a couple of those where even though I didn't watch Drake and Josh, I was like, that definitely is the sitcom-y type mm-hmm. of line that I would expect from that show. I have a, I have three truths and a lie game here. Uh, this isn't actually about the show. This is about uh, stories with dog-centric characters. However, cool. I want to see if you can guess the lie. So one is that uh, Cirque de Soleil animals play in Into the Wild, the 2020 version. That's one of them. Diesel from Hudson and Rex is an honorary firefighter with the St. John's Regional Fire Department. Cats and Dogs was turned down by Robert Rodriguez so that he could continue to work on the Spy Kids films. And then the fourth one was the movie Keanu was supposed to be about a dog that got stolen until producers realized that plot was too similar to Seven Psychopaths. Do the first two again? The first two were the Cirque de Soleil animals playing Into the Wild. And then Diesel from Hudson and Rex is an honorary firefighter with the St. John's Regional Fire Department. Okay, because you keep on mispronouncing Cirque du Soleil, I'm going to assume that that one's real. Um, The second one sounds like it could be true about Hudson and Rex. The fourth one, the Keanu one, is, is that the lie? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you saw that on my notes because I have balls here. No. Is that a real guess? Yeah, Yeah. because I was trying to think of what you would make as a lie, Mm -hmm. and it was easier to weed out the other ones, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You just really like Keanu, that movie. You saw it like four times in the theaters. No, I didn't. I saw it one time with you. But uh, there were all, there are other references from like 90s films as well from uh, Turner and Hooch, like Die Hard Heat, Taken, did you see any of those at all, like any posters or anything? References for them? Yeah. There may have been, I probably missed them. I was honestly more concerned about missing original stuff, like stuff from the Turner and Hooch movie. Mm -hmm. Because, for instance, the mom, his mom, calls him and she's a vet. So everybody, it's very animal, like, pro-animal in this entire show. (laughs) But I was wondering if she was, like, the lead lady in the original Turner and Hooch or something. No, I don't think that they were able to get a lot of the cast back. I believe there's only one person from Die Hard and Turner and Hooch, and that person's name But why are we talking about Die Hard? Well, the, just well, the fact that it was referenced, or yeah, just the fact, it was well, from the eighties. Re, re, Reginald Vell Johnson, he's from Turner and Hooch, and he's also the cop in Die Hard, the main one. I thought the main. Oh no, no, no. That's uh, I was thought Neil Flynn um, was the cop <laughs> in that one Harrison Ford movie. No, that's a fugitive. Yeah, that's the fugitive. Yeah, no. So the, apparently they did not really get to bond with the dogs. So you're talking about the African American cop, the yeah. big guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you recognize him now? He he played David Sutton. That was his name in the show. Yeah. No, he wasn't in the show. 
Oh, okay, well, he is going to be in the show later on, at least. This is actually not the first time that they have uh, tried to make Turner and Hooch a TV show. I'm not surprised. Um, in 1990, there was a pilot that was produced but did not get picked up, and then they released that pilot as a TV movie instead. Yes, that sounds exactly <laughs> that like what they might do. Panned. <laughs> so that was also created by Disney, though. Uh, I think so, Because yeah. with this Disney Plus program, they're really trying to put a lot into their shows. Well, yeah. There hasn't been one, like, big disney flop yet has there you've got the mandalorian so. you've got uh that monsters inc one that we did uh you have all the marvel, marvel shows, shows yeah. like it seems like they're putting a lot of quality behind behind the content well, yeah. they haven't fallen into that netflix thing where they're trying to appeal to niches like sexy beasts and they're just kind of <laughs> just throwing out whatever they can well even even for like things that dogs can do for example they had an animatronic hooch because there's a scene where uh hooch sneezes in turner's face uh, and so they actually oh, ended is up Josh making Peck okay it? with all this because there's yeah. so much slobber that goes on to him oh this well is... the the cast has said like they're annoyed with the mouse slobber because they have to usually change clothes and yes. also the dogs will take their food and, and they talk it, about that in the show they're like i'm, I'm gonna have to get this dry cleaned again well the dogs will also take their food which is just like meat and cheese and put it inside the <laughs> uh, cast pockets so mm-hmm. they'll go home and they'll like look at the hands and they'll be like how did this get in here you know i but, think they should make this into an anthology series and then after the first season where they solve like the crime of who killed the father if that's a thing then the next season should just be a completely different like setting and the, everybody should play a different role including the dog <laughs> so this is just american horror story just for kids basically. i'm thinking more miracle workers uh the, also harry potter has experience with like three-headed dogs yeah but but i don't think mick g does i'm trying to think of like any other things that he would have worked with that like with the um uh, what was the scary movie that he did Oh, you're talking about the babysitter? Babysitter doesn't have any dogs in it. Supernatural barely had any dogs in it. Yeah, they had the hellhounds. They had that little dog that chased Dean in the one episode. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know who has worked with dogs, though? Apparently, the person who does the music for this show, Jeff Cardoni, he even worked on... I thought you were going to say Caesar Mulan. Well, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But he would have been an interesting one to have on this show. He should be. He on might this be. Show. He might be on the show. In fact, you, you remember how I made the joke about Hudson and Rex having a musical episode. One of the interviewers did ask the cast, and they, they said they'd have be a open crossover to episode. That would, that would be kind of crazy, though. Think about it, because and then also it's funny because you got Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack, who's always always talking about <laughs> crossover episodes to actually have a dog in another dog show. Yeah, but Jeff Cardone, he's worked on things like Scooby Firehouse Duke. Dog. And said that the soundtrack he made for that was super serious. So when he was working on this show, he tried his hardest to make it as light as he could. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes. Because every time that the dog would do something dumb, like, or, or something to upset them, they'd be like, don't, 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 don't. Like the music cue was very Disney. Well, and so, yeah, a little a, goes a long way. Again, 45 minutes. This show would probably be better if it was 20 minutes. Yeah, I thought it might be 30 minutes when I was doing research for it. But That's what I mean. He's yeah. also worked on CSI Miami as well. Um, I know that they did some auditions over Zoom. Uh, for example, Matt Hamilton, he auditioned for Trent Havelock. He ended up getting the role, but he was... Trent? Re- yeah, Trent. He might not show up yet, actually. Yeah, so but- uh, the people I have are Xavier. I have Laura, the sister. I have Matthew, the nephew. I have Jessica. I've got Agent Long, who I assume is only going to be in this episode because he's the FBI guy who gets arrested mm-hmm. by the end. You got Mr. Lester Chow, who is the first person they take down. Who? <laughs> oh, also, um, Turner is supposed to be a multilinguist because he no. speaks okay. different languages. Uh, yeah. So the, we get a ton of uh, characters, but no Trent and no cop that you were talking about. Earlier. Well, the Trent Havoc, he was shooting a movie during the time, and the main actress in him actually ended up sending in his audition tape with like really 
really good cameras and stuff so i think mm. that's probably one of the reasons why he was really noticed and then yeah he did his audition over zoom because that's when he got back and lockdown started to happen uh the show has a 6.2 on imdb 64 percent on ron tomatoes the episode itself has like an 8.1 but that's off of 70 reviews people are saying this like they're saying that josh peck makes a mostly likable protagonist that there's some funny humor and that the reason you He's watch safe- it He's a safe person to cast in this role. Mm-hmm. However, he will need to step up his game if he wants to make this a really good show. Yeah, because they said that like the main reason you watch it is for the dog, and you get that. But a lot of people are also like, "This really like, why are they taking? Why are they doing this? <laughs> like, what's the point of the show? Like, Alan Sippenwall of the Rolling Stone gave the show. It, two it and feels a half. like again, it's supposed to be geared a Blue Bloods for kids, a psych for even younger people Mm. uh there is a tiny amount of blood when josh peck's character comes crashing through a window but like other than that it's very again disney and and light and anybody who's of a certain age under 10 could probably watch this well yeah i know that deadline said that if you were like eight years old (laughs) you'd probably be okay with this but alan sippenwall said it's possible i'm wild i'm wildly overthinking this the dog is great the action sequences if unbashedly cheesy also feature the kind of solid practical craftsmanship that that's been a Nick staple. That's a person who's worked on. But why do you need a car flip? Like, I get that that's a little funny, but it seems like so much money to be spending on just having it be him being like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, I also Deadline said that during that scene, had it had the most piloty line. Like, yeah, there's a lot of piloty line, but I you give a pass because it is the pilot. Right. And then so the, if we had done a future episode and they were still being, it would be very awkward. The Guardian gave it three out of five stars. And can I say what you were saying? The series does exactly what you expect and exactly as well. There is gunfire, but no killing. There are bad guys, but no evil there. And uh, there are homages to the original, but nothing to impede your enjoyment of the new version. There is nonsense, but it's harmless. So for the most part, it's just kind of gotten mediocre reviews. Um, people are saying that it might possibly not get a second season due to kind of the reviews it has. But again, it just came out. So fair enough. They were given the scripts far in advance also. So it's like, I know that the cast was Maybe really they happy overread them and they were like, okay, well, we can't make this too piloty. And then they ended up doing exactly that. Yeah, well, I actually read a review that said something very close to that. So yeah. Okay. Is, is there anything else that you want to say? Um, yeah, uh, so we're coming up on our 200th episode. That's when we're going to be going through all our other last 100 and saying the best ofs, our top 10s, our worst fives, and then we'll be doing updates like whether things got canceled or renewed, or if we found out information that we might want to share about any specific episode. Like, for instance, Gossip Girl, the age of the main <laughs> character is actually not 27, she's 23. But there are so many online sites that say that misquoted her age at the time that we we were we went after it a little bit too harsh (laughs) now Um, i I should also say that this show will have 12 episodes which is kind of different than a lot of other disney shows is it usually you get like under 10 episodes but yeah this yes but this is no loki so (laughs) yeah all right we'll see you on the next one thanks for listening bye bye